LeBron James and Russell Westbrook both have a triple-double. The Lakers have five players in double figures and four players with 20 or more points. And they finally end their five-game losing streak beating the Houston Rockets 132-123. to What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I am your host, of course, Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only, my favorite co-host in the entire world, Laker Dad. Dad, listen, the Lakers uh, were on a current five-game losing streak. They haven't had that long of a losing streak since March of 2019. I know the Houston Rockets are not a great team, but listen, a win is a win, and the Lakers needed this one. I agree with you, Hannah. There were some positives and there were some negatives, but the key, of course, is that we got the win and we got the win on the road. Anytime you do that in the NBA, it's a good thing. Great offensive performance, as you said, four guys with over 20 points, really a strong, strong performance at the offensive end. Really great performances all around by a number of guys. But the negative is, Hannah, as good as they were on offense, that's about how bad they were on defense. Remember, we allowed the Houston Rockets to score 123 points, and this game was tied with a minute or two left. It could have gone either way. So, you know, it's not a game that I'm emerging, you know, with great warm feelings for the future, but they got to win, and that's what's important. Exactly. Now, we're going to talk about some of the performances by these guys because, listen, a lot of guys contributed tonight, which is always really great to see. You know, obviously, LeBron has been playing out of this world. I mean, truly, what he's been doing at, you know, age 36, year 19 is just so unbelievable. He's been playing exceptionally well, but we haven't really seen a lot of the role players be able to step up as of late. But tonight was a completely different story. We're going to talk about that. But first, Dad, the big news of going into this game was there was a pretty big shakeup in the starting lineup. Now, uh, they decided to start tonight Russell Westbrook, LeBron James at center, which we're going to definitely get into, uh, Malik Monk, who we've talked endlessly. We both believe that he should always be in that starting lineup regardless. And then, of course, Stanley Johnson and then Avery Bradley. So, Dad, going into this game, that's a pretty big shakeup in the starting lineup. What did you think about it going into this game? Well, Hannah, you can look at it different ways. I mean, let's not fool ourselves. The Lakers don't want to start LeBron James at center. They're doing it because they have no other options. Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan are obviously done. They're through. Okay, they couldn't even get one minute in a game like this tonight. They're done. Okay, so there is no center. The Lakers only had one power forward on the roster. That's Anthony Davis. He's out. So there is no other choice. LeBron James has to play center. So, But I thought Malik Monk in the starting lineup rewarded them with 25 points, played with a lot of energy and heart on both sides of the court. And I want to give some props again to Stanley Johnson, Hannah. Uh, again, he played pretty well tonight, more than the stats might show. He did get nine points, and that was good. But he's a hustle. He's the one guy who's diving for the loose balls. He made some hustle plays that you don't generally see Laker players make this year. He played very well defensively. He was good. Avery Bradley had his moments tonight and definitely scored some points. So there were a lot of contributors. You know, again, I don't like LeBron James at center, but there's no choice. So given that fact, I thought this starting lineup was the right one tonight for once, and they played well together. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Dad. You know, let's just start with, you know, obviously LeBron James. We mentioned, you know, 32 points, 11 assists, 11 rebounds, uh, yet another triple-double. I mean, Dad, 
36 years old, year 19. It's just truly unbelievable. We can really talk about him until, you know, we're blue in the face. He was also 11 for 19 from the Florida night shooting, which is just under, you know, 60%, 57.9%. So that's unbelievable. You know, Russell Westbrook tonight played really well as well. 24 points, 10 assists, 12 rebounds, uh, 10 for 17 from the floor, which is an exceptionally a great shooting night for him. He was also 2 for 2 from 3-point range. Malik Monk, uh, the guy who, in my opinion, was really the star, like we talked about, got the start tonight. 25 points, 2 assists, 2 rebounds, a steal, and 2 blocks. I mean, Dad, I thought he played exceptionally well. He's a guy that I'm really, really excited about. I think he's actually my favorite player on this current team. Um, And then, of course, we had Carmelo Anthony, Dad, also with 24 points, uh, 9 for 15 from the floor as well. So, 4 for 8 from 3-point shooting. So, a lot of guys contributed. You also talked about Avery Bradley, who also started tonight. He had 14 points, 6 for 13 uh, from the floor. So, you know, Dad, a lot of guys contributed. And this is kind of what we, we've talked about so much is we know LeBron's going to get his points. We know for, you know, most nights Russ is going to score. Obviously, when AD's in, he's probably going to score. But listen, we need our other role players to really be able to contribute as well. LeBron can't do it on his own. And I feel like when the Lakers are playing their best basketball, it's because they're getting these scoring contributions from our other role players. And that's exactly what happened tonight. You know, Hannah, you made an interesting observation. That the Lakers only played eight players tonight. I think you mentioned to me when we were, were not on the air. I wonder if that accounts for the fact that they played very cohesively tonight and everybody got his touches, everybody got his shots. One of the things I've been critical of the coaching staff for is that they play too many darn players. They can't seem to find out who, figure out who are the best players and play them. We're always playing 11, 12 guys every game, but they don't have 11 or 12 guys to play right now because everybody's out. So they had eight guys to play tonight and they all played pretty darn well. I would say everybody who played tonight played well and that was impressive. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, we've talked about this a lot that Frank Vogel likes in the coaching staff in general, just they love to play, you know, 10, 12 guys a night. And it's really hard for anyone to kind of gain some sort of cohesiveness and, you know, gain any sort of momentum when they're not getting consistent minutes. Now, obviously, uh, you know, playing eight guys tonight, I don't know if a big part of it was because obviously we've got so many guys out with injuries and, you know, due to COVID. But moving forward, even when we do get all of our guys back, I think maybe we should start cutting it down to really only playing, you know, about maybe nine, maybe 10 guys, just because again, dad, I think guys get, you know, they play better when they're playing more minutes, they're getting more time on the court, they're getting, you know, more comfortable out there, they're getting warm, they're not kind of coming in and coming out getting cold and having to try to get back in and get their rhythm. I think they're able to consistently just kind of keep their rhythm, keep their momentum. Yeah, I agree with that, Hannah. And I want to talk for a second about Russell Westbrook because he had a typical Russell Westbrook game tonight. Of course, he had a triple-double, which is pretty typical for him. But it was like the agony and the ecstasy as it is every game with him. Two-thirds of the time, he did great stuff. He's an incredible rebounder for a guy his size. He really is, and he grabs important rebounds. You know, he got all those assists. He scored tonight. He hit two uh, three-pointers, and all that's great. But, man, he had about a half a dozen of the bonehead plays of all time. You know, at one point, he missed a dunk. I mean, I don't know how he possibly missed it, but he hit the rim again. At one point, bringing the ball up court, he dribbled off his foot and out of bounds. You know, and one time he took an outside shot, and not only did it miss the basket, it didn't even hit the backboard. It hit the top of the backboard. And, you know, again, there's always two or three times when he just throws the ball away recklessly. So, again, he played well tonight. He had some big moments. He was instrumental. But there's going to be times in every single game, I think I've just come to accept this, 
where he does some of the really craziest stuff that's so bad, almost humorous. But that's Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you know, tonight you mentioned some sloppy plays. He had seven turnovers, which obviously is is not great. But, you know, listen, on the whole, I agree with you. But on the whole, I think tonight was a much better performance from Russ. You know, 10 for 17 from the floor, like I mentioned, just under 60%. Uh, you know, two for two from three-point range. I will say, though, these darn free throws, I mean, two for six from the free throw line, is it's just unacceptable. In general, tonight, you know, the Lakers actually shot pretty well from the free throw line, 22 of 29, uh, 75, almost 76. So that's not terrible for us, obviously. But, you know, Russell Westbrook's a guy who is usually much better at the line than that. Well, uh, you know, the the Lakers free throwing thanks to Malik Monk because he was eight for eight, I think. But uh, yeah, Westbrook missed his first four free throws. Again, I've never seen a guy like this. 50% of Russell Westbrook, probably 60% of Russell Westbrook is spectacular in everything he does, whether he's passing, rebounding, or making a key basket. But the other, you know, 30% of the time, he just is, does the bonehead stuff of all time, and there's nothing in the middle for Russell Westbrook. He's either fantastic or he's terrible. There's nothing in the middle. No, I mean, and I agree with you, and I know a lot of Laker fans, you know, that frustrates them as well. Now, obviously, tonight was a really good offensive performance. You know, we shot 52% from the floor. Um, obviously, we had... Uh, 132 points in this game. But, Dad, we also let the Houston Rockets score 123. Uh, our offense was there tonight, but our defense definitely wasn't, as it has not been for most of this season, to be honest with you. I mean, Dad, is there anything that we can do to really kind of get our defense under control at all? Or is it just, I mean, listen, so many guys are out right now and we're just, you know, down. We don't have any big men. I mean, what, is there anything we can do to try to turn our, our terrible defense around? Well, Hannah, I think that that is the sort of sobering takeaway from tonight's game, that we were so bad defensively. Not only did they score all those points, but they did it very easily many of the t- much of the time. I mean, they just had open drives to the basket. They were wide open for three-point shots. You know, uh, I, I think part of it is I mean, the Lakers have no big men, no inside presence at all. There's nobody to protect the rim, and that's, you know, you, you can't sustain that for very long, you know, I don't care. You just can't play all small ball, especially when your small ball center is LeBron James. That, that's just not going to work. So that's part of it. But I, I just, you know, I just don't see them hustling that much. I, I see loose balls, and I, it always seems that the other team is going after them more aggressively than the Lakers are. I will say the one Laker who really was aggressive defensively and really dove in there for, for the hustle plays was Stanley Johnson tonight, and that's why I like him a lot. Yeah, I like him a lot, too. Again, he's not like Caruso in terms of they obviously play completely different positions, you know, have completely different types of bodies and stuff. But in terms of he does a lot of little things that maybe necessarily don't show up on the stat sheet. You know, tonight he had nine points to assist to steal five rebounds, but he was much more he made much more of an impact uh, than those stats show. So I really like Stanley Johnson as well. You know, obviously, Dad, uh, defensively, not a great performance tonight, have not been great defensively all year. But, you know, I think a big part of that has been due to injuries and of course then recently due to this you know COVID outbreak that we've had and then of course now that AD has been out AD is a big part of our you know defensive identity so hopefully once we get him back get some of our other guys back and we just are able to stay healthy
healthy, we'll be able to kind of come up with some sort of a, a consistent game plan defensively. But again, a lot of uh, defense really does come down to energy and effort and haven't really seen that so far this season. Yeah, we have a lot of guys out, Hannah, but what are we going to do with no big men? Obviously, Dwight Howard and, and DeAndre Jordan are through. And 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 uh, uh, there's no center. There's no center on this team. Eventually, we're going to play Rudy Gobert, or we're going to play you know the guy Joel Embiid, or we're going to play Jokic from Denver. What are we going to do, Hannah? Yeah, you know, I mean, that's obviously a very big question mark going into uh, this season, especially just in general, because again, uh, we all knew that we were going to play small. We all knew AD was going to get a lot of minutes at that five. But then, of course, we all know that, you know, playing against some of the bigger teams in the league, the Lakers could definitely struggle. So listen, it's a question mark that... uh we're just going to kind of have to wait and see how it plays out. Or maybe we make a trade uh, by the trade deadline. You just never know. Um, but that is just going to have to remain a question mark. We're going to have to kind of see how it all plays out. But listen, the next game is actually tomorrow. The Lakers have a back-to-back. they got to go and play Memphis Grizzlies. You know, Memphis is a pretty darn good team, Dad. Uh, any quick keys to that game for maybe the Lakers to ride this momentum and get the win? Well, Hannah, I think when you think of Memphis, you immediately think of Jean Morant. I mean, he's a great, great young player in this league. He's back now. I think he wasn't around the last time the Lakers uh, played Memphis. He was hurt. Uh, you know, they're going to have to find a way to stop him. I mean, they're going to have to defend the ball. I don't know, I don't know how. And, and I think they've got a big, tough guy in the middle, too, uh, uh, Memphis. I don't know who's going who's gonna to guard him. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to work defensively, but... Hopefully, at least on the offensive end, they'll continue to get all-around contributions from a lot of different players. Yeah, I think that's the key, is Lakers have to have a lot of guys contribute like they did tonight. And then hopefully, you know, maybe the stars will align and the Lakers will get that win tomorrow in Memphis. But it's definitely going to take the whole team to collectively come down and uh, and play as hard as possible. Because, again, Memphis is a very good team. Alrighty, everyone, that's going to be it for uh, tonight's podcast. Again, the Lakers end their five-game losing streak, beating the Houston Rockets 132-123. to Of course, behind LeBron James and Russell Westbrook's triple-double. Until next time, Laker Hand and Laker Dad are out. Bye, everyone.